0: Welcome to another episode of the Touch Points podcast, put on by East Point Bible Church. Thank you very much for joining us today. In this episode, we will be continuing our series of biblical principles drawing from the book Cultivation of Christian Character by J. Oswald Sanders. Our subject of focus in today's episode will be addressing the major existential question, what is the meaning of life? but from a perspective informed by the person of Jesus. What is the reason for our existence as human beings? In this chapter, Sanders proposes a question to be asked to determine what our heart or our values show about our answer to this question. He proposes us to answer, to me, to live is fill in the blank. To me, to live is what? It's an exercise that enables us to observe and examine our thinking in this exceedingly important area of purpose. Why do I live life this way? For what do I live life for? Answering this question reveals the root perspective and beliefs of how an individual views the world around them and views themselves. The question, to me, to live is what, demands an introspective gaze at the core of our values and beliefs. To me, to live is what? How would we answer it? How would the people around us answer it? To me, to live is what? In this episode, we are going to examine the answer that Paul gives to the purpose and meaning of life that extends from the person of Jesus. We're going to see from Scripture how Jesus changes everything in regards to the person's purpose and meaning of life. While Scripture has a lot to say about the subject of life, eternal life and the nature of life, for the sake of time and the focus of our conversation, we will focus on some key passages from two of Paul's epistles to guide us through the study on the purpose of life. Writing to the church at Philippi about his circumstances being imprisoned for the sake of the gospel, Paul writes a summary of his mindset on the purpose of his existence in Philippians chapter 1, verse 18 through 21. He writes, Yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope, that I will not be put to shame in anything, but that with all boldness, Christ will even now, as always, be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, To live is Christ and to die is gain. Paul writes rejoicing in his tough circumstances that Christ will be exalted, which is to be made great or shown to be great in whatever happens, whether he continues in serving Jesus in his life or if he dies in prison for the sake of the gospel, he knows that Christ will be made much of and regardless of how the circumstances play out. What is most intriguing and revealing in this passage is the wording that Paul uses to describe the purpose of his life. To live is Christ. That is Paul's answer to the question we proposed earlier. To me, to live is Christ. For Paul Christ is the reason, purpose, cause, source, and goal of all life. Christ was simply everything. How did Paul arrive at this world-altering, radical conclusion about his life? Scripture would argue that it is quite simple. Salvation transforms the life of the individual to become radically and totally Christ-centric. And it reorients the believer to view Christ as supreme. Because to be saved is to have Christ as supreme over one's life. Paul writes in support of this idea in Galatians 2.20, in which he writes, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Crucified with Christ summarizes the action of salvation. Romans 6, 5 through 11 details the operation of salvation in the terms of the individual dying with Christ and being raised with him. Because Paul was crucified with Christ, Both the penalty and power of sin were resolved in Christ. Paul was indwelt with Jesus, giving him new life. No longer was it I, Paul, who live, but Christ lives in me. The presence of Jesus himself dwelled in Paul, resided in him. As the fitting result Of his salvation through Christ. This presence of Jesus in the life of a believer is more than a passive placement, like putting something in a cabinet or storing something in a safe, but it's an active action. In verse 20, the verb live occurs four times, always being present active, indicative, meaning that Jesus was living in Paul and he lives in every believer who dies with him. Jesus was living through Paul actively presently as Paul was living his life. The implication from these verses is not that Paul renders pointless or superficial his personhood and identity. Rather, Jesus defined and redeemed what it meant to exist and live as a person. Paul did not cease to exist. Rather, the presence of Jesus in Paul's life caused Paul's existence to become redefined and restored in a way that God intended it to be. Sanders writes, Paul's personality was not obliterated by that indwelling. Paul did not become any less Paul because he was indwelt by Christ. Indeed, he became more and more the Paul God intended him to be, the ideal Paul who was a a chosen vessel to the Lord. He became a different Paul. A greater and better Paul. Christ redeeming and indwelling within Paul shaped his life into what God had intended for those made in his image to be instruments of and for his glory in harmonious relationship with him. What Paul describes in the phrase, to live as Christ, should not seem foreign or unprecedented to those who believe the gospel. It should not seem abnormal or unusual to talk in the language that Paul uses in Philippians chapter one and in Galatians chapter two. For Paul to be saved by Christ was to then live for Christ. Sanders portrays it well. If his words, a reference to Galatians 2.20, mean anything, They mean that the Christian life is Christ living out his pure, holy and wholesome life in terms of our human life and personality. The new life, which a person received at regeneration or the new birth is not an abstraction. It is not a spiritual dynamic or energy, but the indwelling of a divine person. Christianity is Christ, and Christ living through us. Jesus and his followers repeatedly enforced the idea that Jesus came to give life to his people, not only eternal life, that is life after death, but a new type of life, entirely centered on him. Jesus says in John 14, 6, that I am the life He also states that only this life can come through him. Earlier in the gospel of John, Jesus says that they might have life and have it more abundantly. In John 10, verse 10, Paul wrote in Colossians 3, 4, that of Christ who is our life, not merely him who gives us life, but who is our very life. The apostle John writes that he who has the son has the life. 1 John five twelve. Christ does not impart life as something separate from himself. When a heart is opened to him in true repentance and surrender, Jesus himself comes in and communicates his own life. In Jesus, we have eternal life, but we also have new life entirely, a life centered on him as the reason for living and the strength to live for his glory. So through Jesus, we no only have eternal life to enjoy forever, but in us, we have him living, accomplishing his purposes in us. And because of that, Our lives should be reoriented to live for Him. Paul's life perfectly exemplifies the change of life that comes from Christ to all believers. Paul was self righteous, bitter, and malicious towards Jesus and his followers. He hated them, despised them, and actively worked against them while pursuing his own misguided form of righteousness. In reality, Paul's honest answer to the question of the meaning of life would have been, to me, to live is Paul. To me, to live is Paul's standards, Paul's goals, Paul's ambitions. Self was the supreme ruler of Paul's life. And if we're honest, self is the same ruler of every other fallen person. To all of us, naturally, to live is self. Paul was his own end, his own goal, in his own def- defining mark of meaning. But Sanders writes, "But when, in the blaze of heavenly revelation on the Ma- the Damascus Road, he recognized Christ's claims and surrendered to him, at that very moment, his whole being was indwelt." And irradiated by Christ. The wonderful events detailed in Acts 9 of Paul's conversion depict the spiritual transformation of the human nature and the change of life supremacy. Paul no longer lived for himself, he lived for Christ, and his life depicts wonderfully, beautifully the reality of Christ changing a believer's life. For every believer, we live because of Christ and we also now live for Christ. The two realities are inseparable. No one lives because of Christ and rejects living for him. That's an unbiblical idea that you can have one and not the other. And no one can live for Christ if they have not been made alive through Christ. While in the flesh and imperfect, we will fail to live up to the statement, for me to live is Christ. But our imperfection does not dilute or decrease our life's calling to live for Christ. For every person saved by Christ, he lives in you to live out his will through you. Paul recognized this, not under force or, or a compulsion, with a redeemed heart and restored mind, he knew that Jesus was his life and that his life belonged to Jesus. Is your answer to the meaning and purpose of life for me to live is Christ? Does Christ live in you? Is Christ actively living out his will through your personality and being to be saved by christ is to be indwelt by him to be indwelt by him is to have him live through us and for us to live through him for us for him also to live through us means that our life belongs to him for me to live is christ is the only answer our savior deserves And the only answer we can give if he truly lives in us. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Touch Points Podcast. We trust that you have been blessed by listening to this week's episode of Touch Points, a weekly podcast produced by East Point Bible Church in Peru, Indiana. To learn more about East Point, we would love to connect with you by reaching out via our website at ebcperu.org. That's ebcperu.org.